do you still need a police resume? That's a question I get asked a lot these days. Let's discuss. Before we get started, listen, those gifts are down in the description for you. The first one's the Getting Started Workshop. It's going to walk you through each stage of the hiring process. There's a bunch of added bonuses in there, but it's going to get you prepared and it's going to let you know what you're in for moving forward. Additionally, we have the one-on-one coaching call. If you have something specific to your hiring process and you have questions or you don't know where to start, jump on a call. I'd love to help you out as much as possible and get you started so you only have to go through this process once and you can start your dream career immediately. Now, that being said, how important is your resume? Do you even need a resume? I've had a lot of people tell me, oh, I uh, I didn't even have to initially submit a resume or I just had to put down some work experience. And uh, they didn't even ask me for a resume until I went to the board interview or or a lot of different things where people are saying they didn't even ask for a resume on this application process, but then they had to fill out a partial resume when they did the actual application and hand type or hand write in all their things on the initial application, the kind of the pre-screening. Here's my recommendation for this. Always have a resume, always have a law enforcement specific resume on hand, ready to go. This doesn't matter if you're applying for your first police agency or you're applying to to transfer or lateral out down the line. If you build your police resume right the first time, you will never have to touch it ever again, except to just add on the experience and the extra certifications or schools that you go through, the extra training. So if I was building a resume, and remember, it depends on what you're doing. If you're doing a local or state agency, you're most likely looking at a two-page resume at max. But if you're applying to a federal department or a federal agency through USA Jobs or any other federal application process, you're probably looking at a minimum of an eight-page res- resume, and that's a minimum. Now, some departments have started capping it off at eight pages, which means that's still the minimum. You want to maximize that because it uses an algorithm. There's a computer that screens your resume to see if you meet the qualifications that are required in that aspect. That's the federal aspect. Why is it important for you to have a resume in the local or states or any of these departments? A couple of reasons. One, one of the things I say to almost everyone in our coaching community or our one-on-one coaching is the fact that you need to retrain your brain in order to think and and speak like the law enforcement profession. And I'm not telling you you need to know all the jargon and you need to be able to spout out criminal law and all those things. That's not exactly what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if they ask you a question and say they ask you a question that hits hits home, hey, what would you do in a situation where where you need backup, you and your you and your partner are on a call and you need backup, how would you handle that situation? And you throw out terminology such as this. Oh, I would get on the walkie-talkie and I would call someone or I'd get on the phone and I'd call someone and have them come in and and help me send more people to come in and help me. Opposed to, well, I'd get on the radio, I'd immediately notify dispatch, hey, we need additional officers out here to help with this situation. You see how, how much better that sounds and that's going to convey that to to the hiring official or to the background investigation or to the board interview or whatever it is, 
And if you speak like that and you speak in those professional terms, I'm not talking about jargon, but professional terms, it's going to convey really well. Well, where does that start? That starts on your resume. If you can't speak like that in a resume where you have time to develop it and understand, hey, these are the proper terms that are tailored towards this profession, then you're going to run into that issue when it comes down to an in-person interview or a board interview, because you're going to run into the you're going to default to what you know, right? You never rise to the level of the occasion. You always fall to the level of your training. So you're going to default to what you know. And if you default to saying words uh, such as, well, you know, like, and like this, and as we were doing this, you understand like, and you, you use that term, that, that word like all the time as a filler. Most people have started using that term due to due to education, telling you to stay away from the word um, right? Um used to be a filler. Well, um, I would um, do this um, and then they just replaced um with like, because um had this unprofessional connotation to it where the word like is the same exact thing. It's just a filler word, That that is. I could say the same thing using the word like as I could without it. Well, a resume allows you to develop that without using those filler words because you have nothing but time to develop it. So if you develop that resume and it has all the correct jargon in it, as I said, well, excuse me, not jargon, but professional terminology, then you're going to be able to read that. And then when you get put in those situations, hey, I took the time to learn this professional terminology. So it's in your subconscious or it's in your brain, especially if you hit it home all the time, which is what we do in a lot of our coaching is we regurgitate things over and over so that when someone hits the board interview, the psych interview or the poly interview or the or anything with their background investigator, they go in there and they answer it honestly and professionally and they just blow through it. It's not even a hurdle to them anymore because it is second nature. It's how they speak. They have that professional demeanor of all time. A resume says the same thing. Now that's just the that's just one aspect of it. The other aspect is the fact that when you're going through and the department does need a resume, are you selling yourself as best as possible in a two-page sheet? When I'm sitting down and I'm doing a board interview, whether I'm the one that's being interviewed or I'm the one interviewing a police candidate. I'm looking at their resume. One of the questions that we all ask here or multiple questions that we ask is we look at the resume. We see you have experience in, in this. How would you handle it? Or tell me something, explain a situation where you've had to draw on this experience. And then if you sit here and say, oh, when I was a security officer, I had to, I had to work on coordinating with law enforcement to trespass an illegal individual from the property. And then I'm looking at your resume and I don't see any security experience in this. It's going to pop up flags to me. And I'm, I'm going to say, hey, what, what security? I'm looking at your resume. Where was your security experience? And you say, oh, I only did it for six months um, in between this and this. No, that should be on your resume. You should be able to convey that because it can be looked at as a couple of different ways. Hey, this person intentionally left this off their resume. Maybe they had a falling out with this employ employer and we need to speak with them or two you just were too lazy to update your resume. And as I said in the beginning, if you create your resume once, you create one resume for law enforcement, hands down, and you only have to do this one time. Everything from there is just an add-on. It's a 15-minute sit-down once a year or once every couple of years, and you just add to it. And because you've already trained yourself to use the proper terminology and professional jargon, right, or professional terms, you're going to have everything you need 
to properly convey this. And not only is it going to reflect on your resume, which is where it starts, you have to learn that terminology. So it's going to be embedded in who you are and how you speak. So you're not using terms like walkie-talkie, you're using terms like radio, right? You're not th saying things like how I just did that. You're not saying those type of terms. You're not saying, um, you're not saying like, you're saying, well, at this point in time, I was able to do X, Y, Z, no filler. And then from there, because of X, Y, Z, it helped me learn these different skills. And I've applied these skills in every aspect of my profession moving forward. Sounds so much better opposed to saying filler words. Keep this in mind. It all starts with the resume. The resume is still a critical component of your hiring process. If not for the fact that you're going to have to turn it in and I'm going to be evaluating it and determining or a background investigator or a hiring official is going to be evaluating and determining, do you meet the minimum requirement that we need, right? If, if you don't, or excuse me, if you do, and you're not conveying that on your resume, I'm not even going to start the initial application process with you. You applied, sorry, not among the best uh, candidates selected, or you don't meet the minimum uh, qualification because you didn't properly convey it on your resume. It's, it's a simple aspect and you only have to do it one time and then you just update it moving forward. And it can help, not only does it help you with promotions because everyone says, hey, I'm never gonna have to submit a resume ever again. That's not true. When you go up for a promotion, usually you have to submit a resume when you go up for a promotion because even though your officers may, or your, your staff and your higher ups may know you as an officer, if you work in that department already, they're going to want to draw on your experience. They're going to want to observe your experience and you're going to get screened before even making it, depending on how many people apply for a promotion position, you're going to get screened based on your resume. So don't think you don't ever need a resume anymore, or just because one department didn't ask you to submit a resume. That is not the standard in the law enforcement community. And it's definitely not going to be the standard as a law enforcement officer, having a re resume ready, prepped, and always good to go is the difference between you getting the job or the promotion or someone else getting it. And if you have to spend time to, if there's a promotion or a position that opened up for with a new department that you want, and it's only open for a week, you're going to be rushing and they say, Hey, we need your resume. You're going to be rushing to get that resume done, done in time. And then you're not going to convey it properly. And you may lose out on that position, especially if you're a new hire or a lateral transfer or a promotion opportunity. Resumes are critical. You have to have them. They're, they're something that you're going to use throughout your entire career. It doesn't matter if a department starts you off with it at one point or not. Eventually, they're going to get to that resume because in any background packet, you're pretty much filling out a 10-year to lifelong resume for, for your entire adult life. Keep that in mind. Listen, those Gifts are down in the description, the getting started workshop. It's going to walk you through each phase of the hiring process. Plus there's some hidden bonuses in there. And then seriously, if you have something more specific to your hiring process and you're serious about this career, jump on a call with me. I'd love to help you get you started. So you only have to do this process one time and you can start making that money that everyone seems to not know we make in law enforcement. Just saying, as always, stay safe and I will see you next time.